Welcome back to the Silent Plus Podcast. My name is Josh Watford, and across the table from me is... John Nicholson. I'm here. All right, so we're on the backside of Christmas, and... No, 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 no. Let's get this correct. Okay, okay. <laughs> Skirk, put the brakes on we, right there. We are in the middle of... This is the of fourth the, day of Christmas Of today. the 12 days of Christmas. We're, <laughs> we're past the first day of Christmas. There we go. Where many people have celebrated Christmas. Right. And uh, we are trying to continue that celebration exactly throughout. Right. So we've been talking about the gifts that we've gotten and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, uh, hopefully, uh, everybody else has been kind of plugging into this. I know you've been posting stuff. I've been posting stuff just trying to keep us uh, in that celebratory mindset simply because Jesus is now born. That's right. So so put your baby Jesus out in the manger. <laughs> and keep uh, him there for a while, okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> hopefully he hadn't been there this whole time because he wasn't born yet. I'm just kidding. We're not a stickler on but that. But, you know, it is. It's such a it's a it's a journey with this thing to to transform the mindset away from the consumerist idea yeah. of Christmas decorations out in the stores in July. Let's spend our money, and then let's get them down and over with so we can get on to the next event. How about let's, let's celebrate the fact that Jesus has come, and let's enjoy that, and let's sing some joy to the world. World and oh come all you faithful and let's let's take some time to do that and share it. In fact, I just came back from the nursing homes this morning. It was my turn to go and do the morning devotional, and I talked about Matthew chapter two and the coming of the wise men, and the fact that you know here at Siloam, our wise men still hadn't gotten to the manger because. It happens a year or so later, you know, yeah. uh, at least, because Herod kills all the kids that are two years old and under just to make sure he gets it covered. So those guys traveled a long time to come to see Jesus and worship. So why don't we take some time and worship him? I mean, that's all. But it is. It's a change of mindset. I know that. Uh, but I want to invite you into it because once you, once you begin to embrace it, he does. It It changes the celebration yeah. for good, I think. It's still Christmas at our house. Absolutely. We man. haven't put anything up. Absolutely. We, uh, I know that you said that you were celebrating the 12 days of Christmas by giving certain gifts mm-hmm. on certain days. And I told Becca last night, or not last night, but a couple nights ago, that I'm sorry I wasn't thinking that far ahead. <laughs> but I, I told her that next year I'd love to do that with her. Yeah. You know, even if it's, you know, a, a candy something bar. Small, right. Yeah, just something small like that because, I mean, we can't afford big gifts every right. single night. Even if it's just something to keep that that time of celebration going. And one of the things that I love about this, and I talked to you about this, I've talked to several people who co- it's like coming down off of high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so once you hit that new year, maybe that first day you're like, all right, the new year's here, we're ready to go. But you get on into the year and really just that first month, it's just a depressing month because you're coming down off of this high of Christmas. Right. But when you continue to celebrate Christmas on into the new year, celebrate the birth of Jesus, that's what we're really celebrating. Right. Changes your mindset and going into the new year. I agree. Which I think points out something for us that the the early church, and because what we're doing is we're re-embracing the church year yeah. is what we're... We're not coming up with this. No, this isn't something that's new. This is something that is, you know, centuries, millennia old at this point. And I think they were, they had some wisdom in that because they realized that the rhythms that the world was enforcing on them, as we talked about back in the spiritual disciplines, whether we're going to allow the world to conform us to its mold yep. or are we going to be transformed. And I think the early church did that intentionally with setting aside these times and the rhythms of... How are they going to move through their lives? Yeah. Is it going to be by what the world's dictating, or is it by what God has truly revealed himself to be in Christ? 
That changes the entire game. Yeah. So whether or not we're celebrating the 12 days of Christmas, <laughs> we're already— And we hope you are. But, but, <laughs> but we, yes, I hope that you are. But just just by the nature of things, we're already looking to the next year. Yeah. We're, we're in this season, but we're already recognizing there is a new year coming up. Right. Uh, and so you and I have been talking about what— Siloam will be going through and doing throughout this next year because next year is a pretty important Boy, year. big year for us. Absolutely it is. I remember when I came to this church eight years ago, we were already we were already talking about the 200th, yeah. 200th celebration. Uh, and I was just thinking, man, we got we got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's eight years away. Like right. why are we already talking about this? And, and here uh, it is. And here it is. Yeah. Uh, and so we have quite a bit uh, planned specifically for the 200th, but there there are some other things that aren't necessarily tied in with the 200th uh, that we also want to talk about. And uh, but I think it's where they are tied about. in. You know, simply because part of what we're looking doing with this 200th celebration is we're not just looking back for the sake of looking back. Right. We're we're looking back and affirming faithfulness that has been exercised in the life of our church and the legacy that's left. And we want to continue that. And some of these other things that will that are on the docket that are you know planned ahead are to help us to do just that, to remain faithful, yeah. to keep yeah. being what God has called us to be, and to keep pursuing His kingdom's purposes for us. Uh, we don't ever become a museum. Uh, we want to be a, a place that is life-giving and a place that uh, continues to um, move the, the purposes of, of God's kingdom forward right here where we live. Yeah, oh, and this is goes for our lives. It goes for right. ministry. We want the past to inform the future, not, not to dictate what, what we do, not to repeat the same cycles that we've done in the past. We want to make informed decisions based on our past, how we can move forward. And that's what we want to do this year. We want to take some intentional time. And that's right. what we've been doing with the Cloud of Witnesses series right. and, and all that. We want to, Which was kind of a setup for the 200s. Right. It was. And just to get us already thinking in that direction. Right. Um, looking to the past to know how to move forward. Right. And that's kind of in our motto is that what you call it of our church sure faith foundation and future sure is we we look at our foundation uh which is christ ultimately but then also how others have built on that foundation that paul talks about in first corinthians maybe second corinthians don't quote me on that that's okay uh but he he says that you know christ lays foundations then uh, then others come and, and build on top of that and we want to see how others have built so that we can build on top of that as well right you've heard me talk about this moment when I was interviewing with our deacon body uh, before I became the pastor here, and I asked the question of the deacons, are the best days of Siloam behind it or in front of it? And given the incredible legacy of our church, which we'll get into a bit here in a moment, and that, that's, that's not a small question. That's yeah. an important question. And the whole reason for that was I wanted to know whether the church at that time, uh, you know, 11, 12 years ago, was content to rest on what had been, or were they still interested and intent on pursuing what God has for them in the future? And and it was Arnold Huey that finally spoke up after a moment of a few moments of silence, and he said, "I guess that's up to us, isn't it?" Mm-hmm. And that that was what, if you will, sealed the deal for me that you know this was a place that I could come and pastor. It wasn't a place that was just going to be content to be what it had been. Yeah. Um, and so we're on that journey, but part of that is knowing from whence we've come. Uh, and reflecting on that and thanking God for it. I mean, because 
many of those seeds that were planted 170 plus years ago are still bearing fruit today. That's the kind of legacy I want to leave. That's right. You know, and I want to be a part of that. And and we'll be celebrating that throughout the year. Um, in in the newsletter that's coming out uh, in the next week or so will be a, a calendar of the major celebration events. Uh, we're going to be able to have some, some wonderful people with us um, that are caring for that legacy uh, to come back and acknowledge that legacy as well. Uh, you know, Jennifer Rash, who is now the – she's the first female editor of the Alabama Baptist paper – um, but she will be coming to help us celebrate uh, Siloam's role in the publishing of that paper in its beginning. Uh, so we're uh, excited to have her. Um, we'll have some representatives from uh, Sanford that are going to come on a couple of occasions with us because we are, the again, the founding institution of uh, what is now Sanford University. Yep. Uh, we're looking for Dr. Scott Guffin and their uh crew of teachers in what's now the Christian Ministry Degree Program, they're going to come and help us walk through the Psalms with our winter Bible study. Uh, in the fall, uh, Dr. Galen Jones, who is one of those uh, professors, is going to come and help us interact and engage with the what I love to call the Harry story, and it's about Harry who was the slave of, uh, of um, his first name has left me, Dr. Talbert, who was the president of Howard, Sanford. Uh, at that time, but a marvelous story of how he gave, literally gave his life to save the, the young men yeah. of the college and save the college as a result. Um, but he'll help us in, interact with that story. Um, we'll have representatives from what's now the North American Mission Board here with us in November. Uh, uh, Miss uh, Elizabeth Wells, uh, who is a Judson grad and a noted historian across our state, is going to be with us in September. Uh, so, I mean, there, there are a lot of those things. Dr. Rick Lance is coming in August to be with us and to uh, give us some perspective from the state convention of mm-hmm. the, um, the impact and importance of the, the faithfulness of Siloam, not only in years past, but even in you know, recent years. We've got people in our church that currently, I, I know of two, one that serves on the state board of missions, another that serves on the board of directors for the Alabama Baptist. Uh, I'm on the board for uh, Alabama WMU. So, I mean, we still have influence. Uh, we still have people who are serving and serving well. Right. Um, and we want to continue to acknowledge that and, and say, what does that look like moving forward? And so those are the big events. There are going to be some uh, some other things that we will do uh, more in-house, uh, talking about that cloud of witnesses kind of thing. We're going to look at the life of E.T. Winkler mm-hmm. uh, probably in May. Uh, Miss Lonette Berg, who is the uh, – president of the Alabama Baptist Historical Commission is going to come in April and help us engage with uh, Porter King and uh, E.D. King, their story and their incredible role, and and bring some perspective that she has a wonderful, unique perspective on things. So there's going to be a lot of times throughout throughout the year that we're going to celebrate, and we'll wrap all that up next January, um, and we'll have our official, you know, we're We've completed 200 years of ministry and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. So, I, but it's going to be a wonderful time, uh, not only with the big events, but also some of the smaller events. We, you know, we're talking about laying some wreaths on some of the significant uh, gravestones in Marion Cemetery throughout the year, just to go back yeah. and acknowledge, remember, and and then we're going to acknowledge some of the the current folks. We've got a deacon emeritus that we're going to acknowledge in June, and so I mean, there's just going to be a lot of things, and it's going to be a busy year. It's going to be a good year, but we want it to we want it to take a moment today to talk to you and put that seed uh, in the ground for you so that you can be nurturing that and encouraged to be a part of all those moments throughout the year. So there's 
basically something happening every month. Just about every month. I think we have intentionally taken July off because that's post-VBS and everybody needs to be able to catch a breath and that kind of a thing. Um, But just about every other month, there will be at least one celebration targeting uh, and talking about our 200th, our our legacy, uh, and and reaching back into that. And and, and certainly, like I say, acknowledging what was there, but what difference does it make for us now? That's, That's the whole point of all of this. So you're telling me those would be important Sundays to be here. It would be worth your time to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. I think every Sunday is important. I mean, John I mean, won't be preaching, so. <laughs> Here's another reason to come. You don't have to listen to me. Uh, totally kidding. Thank totally you, Josh. Kidding. Yeah, that's right. But so thinking forward. Right. Because we're thinking backward yeah. as well. I, I don't know if that's backwards good. Yeah, thinking. That's, that's exactly right. I don't know if backwards thinking has a bad uh, connotation to right. it. But, but uh, thinking of the past so that we can think about the future. Uh, there's also th- something else that's tied in with next year, and that's this capital fundraising campaign. Right. Uh, we can probably come up with a catchier uh, phrase for it. Well, but it is what it is, but it, it will be fun. It'll be ultimately funding what we have dubbed the the Siloam Legacy Fund. Yeah. There are already uh, committed dollars to this through people who have graciously remembered Siloam. In their estate planning, that's another conversation we'll be having throughout the year with you. Uh, that's something that uh, all of us need to be doing, um, and we would like, you know, if you would consider Siloam, that's a, a way to do that. But also, we're intentionally reaching out to uh, to you as a church family. You'll be getting information in mid-January about this. But we're also going to be reaching out to families that have grown up here and have moved on. There's a lot of uh, kids of parents who still attend here that are elsewhere and they've got children or grandkids and and there's just a whole host of folks out there there are students from mary military institute and judson college who've come here who still stay in touch with us who want to be a part of what's going on at uh, siloam so we're going to be reaching out to them giving them opportunity uh, to contribute to the siloam legacy fund what we're looking for is we're uh, hoping to find a thousand people that can give a hundred dollars we're looking for a hundred people that can give a thousand dollars, and maybe there would be ten people who would give ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And the idea is, is that if Josh Watford uh, gives a hundred dollars, fifty dollars will go immediately to capital needs here. We've got our stained glass window replacement, uh, or not replacement, but uh, refurbishment. We've got the window replacement project that's ongoing at the back of the church. We'd like to put some new flooring in the fellowship hall. There's all kinds of paint work that always needs to be done. I mean, there there's a a long laundry list of needs that we have, physical needs that we need and can meet right away. So 50% of that would come. So if Josh gives $100, $50 is going to go to those immediate needs. The other $50 would go into uh, this legacy fund, which would be a perpetual fund. Every year there would be a disbursement from this fund to help fund ministry opportunities uh, to fund some of the things that we want to do and feel that God is calling us to do as kingdom people and until Jesus comes back. And that's yeah. the beautiful thing about uh, investing in a, a perpetual um, missions fund, if you will, yeah. uh, like that. And so that's that's the, the idea with this. We would hopefully... Uh, you know, we'd ultimately like to see you know two hundred thousand dollars come in, hundred thousand for immediate needs, hundred thousand to go to the legacy fund, and anything right. beyond that, uh, we'll bless God for. So, 
talk uh, just briefly yeah. uh, about the estate planning because we there was a flyer that was sent out in the right. newsletter last month. Or, yes, it was uh, in the month of December. And uh, we've mentioned it at business meetings and stuff like sure. that. But you and I both have went through that. Uh, and so just wanted to get your take on that and the importance of it oh, wow. for not just – because it's not money that we receive right now. No. But it's money that we hopefully don't see for a long time. But it's it's kingdom money that, it is. that will be coming in, and it's it's a it is a stewardship issue. And, and just to be a hundred percent, you know, uh, full disclosure here, and I shared this with a few folks along the way. Um, Vanessa and I, we have a will, but it is so outdated. Clayton is not even mentioned in that will. So it was twenty five plus years ago when we put that together. All right. To say that our life situation and life circumstances changed a bit since then would be an understatement, mm-hmm. a gross understatement. So we went through this process. Uh, we're going to be encouraging you, individuals, uh, to engage with uh, the Alabama Baptist uh, Foundation, and uh, their their task is to help with stewardship issues within the church. Um, and. As Josh has mentioned, he's been through it. Vanessa and I have gone through it. Uh, and if talk. I can go through it, oh, listen, anybody can go Absolutely. through it. Absolutely. And one of the things that's surprising there is some of you are maybe listening to this and think, well, I ain't got anything. As you go through what you do have, it doesn't take long before you realize there is more to my estate than I may have thought about. Yeah. And what's going to happen with that? If you don't do anything, if you have no will, if you have no directions about that, the state determines what happens with that. I don't know about you, but I'm not real interested in some judge sitting up there determining where whatever I have worked towards is going to go. Yep. I'd much rather have a hand in that. And, uh, you know, blessing my family, blessing some organizations, and, and possibly blessing and intentionally blessing the kingdom of God. Barry Bledsoe, who's the outgoing president of the Baptist Foundation, said that estate planning is the single largest act of stewardship that we will engage in. And as I thought through it, and then certainly when I went through the process, it was an eye-opener. It was an aha moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's right. There will not be a larger stewardship decision that I make than this. I can tell you it is a – they are incredibly professional. It was easy. They, they weren't trying to sell me anything. There's no pressure. It was just help me identify what is needed and then give me the tools to put those things into place. And we're going to encourage you to do that. I have – and I have been guilty of preaching to the choir, if you will, and telling people, you know, you need to make sure that your living will is in place. You need to get a power of attorney for this or that. You need to have these, you know, just being a pastor alongside people in moments of crisis and then getting in my car and realizing I don't have those things. <laughs> right. You know, I, I can tell you, you know, it's almost a do as I say, don't do as I do. Right. Uh, but I, I want to be in the lead of that. And, and so we're in the process of, uh, you know, connecting with a lawyer right now and getting those documents in place. And, and we'll be set, you know, and just to be a matter of maintaining that now. And we want to encourage you as a church family. And this is part of us moving forward yeah. together as a church family. And we're already reaping the benefits from oh, yes. a fund like that called the King Estate Fund. Right. And the, the funds differ from year to year, but that is how we fund a lot of our ministry here at Siloam. Yeah. And so to be able to continue that for future generations, that's us looking to the future. Right. Not, not just because we're not planning on sticking around just uh, <laughs> just a couple more months. Like right. as long as the Lord tarries, we want to be here doing his work uh, among the people of Marion and, and around the world. Right. And I, I, I tell my students this all the time. 
God doesn't need your money to do his work, but he sure does use it. He does. <laughs> like that's, that's how he's set up. Uh, that's just how he works. He yeah. works through us, yeah. and it takes money to go places. It takes money to buy things. It takes money to uh, purchase new windows for the back. Absolutely. Uh, and so there is there's those chainsaws in the back of you know that trailer of the disaster relief. Yeah, disaster costs money. relief costs money. Yeah, you know, all of those things. Whatever we want to talk about ministry wise, whether we want to talk about social ministries, you, know, you got to have staffing. You got to have materials for those kinds of things. Whatever those things are, how it's going to require funding, and then can God use our gifts to do it? Absolutely, He can. And it's not that I've got to do this. It's I get to do this. Right. I get to be a part of what God is doing and what, you know, in this perpetual sort of situation, by contributing to this kind of a fund, I'm going to be a part of those kinds of ministries until Jesus comes back. Whether I'm dead and gone or not, the kingdom impact of giving will continue long after that. That's a beautiful thought. Yep. So, I love it. Yeah, so we want to, you know, we're going to unapologetically talk about that and, and encourage you. And, you know, and the whole stewardship conversation, you know, we, we haven't put it out there in a long while, but we'll be, you know, you'll be seeing what we call the stewardship ladder or stewardship staircase. We're not asking you to jump from giving nothing to, you know, figuring out how you're going to disperse your estate overnight. But we just want to, you know, if you're not giving anything, start giving something. If you're giving something, start maybe giving more in an intentional planned fashion. Maybe let's move from that to how do I give sacrificially? How do I move beyond just what's comfortable for me to to really doing some things that that cost me something but has great meaning because of the investment that I'm making for God's kingdom? Yeah. And you know, just thinking through that stewardship conversation, it's an important part of what we're doing. Uh, so, John, we've got a whole list of things to talk about, and uh, we're at 21 minutes. Oh, right wow. So, yeah, it doesn't uh, take long for us to get going with that. Not not a whole lot uh, of time left to talk about things, uh, but one of the things that I wanted to mention was the members class. Absolutely. Because this is part of us moving forward, yep. getting plugged into the church. We're going to be doing the membership class. Uh, what do we decide? The last Sunday of January? I think so. Uh, I can't pull that date out of my head. The thirtieth? I don't know. Maybe last uh, Sunday of January. How about that? Yeah, last Sunday of January. <laughs> we're going to be having a members class, and this is open to everybody in the church who right. hasn't already gone through the members class. And even if you have gone through the members class, won't hurt you I'm, to go through it again. I'm not opposed to to you coming, uh, but it's specifically for people who are new to the church. But we're asking people who have been members of the church for years to come, and we're going to talk about the history of Siloam, we're going to talk about how to share your faith, we're going to talk about what it means to be a church member, how to get plugged into the church, and just so many different ways, but we wanted to go ahead and toss that out there now, uh, because again, eight years ago, the 200th anniversary was coming up pretty quick, but the end of January is coming up even quicker. Right. Uh, so we're, we want to go ahead and put that on your radar, uh, that we've done that in the past, but uh, through the past couple of years, we just hadn't been able to do it because of COVID stuff. But we want to get back to doing that because we know we have a lot of new people we among do. us, which is a blessing, uh, but they don't have the long trajectory uh, uh peripheral vision, so to speak, of what all has happened at the church and the history behind it. We use this to kind of catch everybody up to speed, so to speak. Uh, And so we love to have people who have been members of the church for years in those classes 
to even help us in that very moment of that class to give us some additional perspective because we can't put everything into that little booklet. Right. Um, there's stories that just get missed right. uh, just for the nature of what we do. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. We're going to be sending out emails about that and having signups for that because uh, we've got some materials that we want to put in your hands beforehand. And I, I'm looking forward to that. I know the ones that I've done in the past have been fun. Yeah, and they have been, and they're so good just from the and, – and even for yeah. folks who have been long-term, uh, you know, just the reminder of how we operate as Baptists. Yeah. Uh, you know, because our polities, it's, it's a little bit of a strange thing. But to remember that and realize that, and, and it's it's a healthy thing. But then also for us as a church to, to intentionally engage in that real granular kind of level that, uh, you know, we're all responsible for evangelism. And I praise God that we see that, you know, being borne out in the life of our church, you know, people that are having conversations with other folks. And, you know, I, I get those kinds of conversations, uh, you know, people sharing with me prayer needs or those kinds of things about people that they're talking with. And I praise God for that. But it's it's all of us. This is all of our responsibility. And uh, to have those moments to talk about that, but also, uh, additionally, just have some clarity about this is what this means, and this is why we do it. Yeah. Um, it's so important because we just we get into our habits of talking about the Koinonia classroom and assume that everybody knows where that is, or having RAs and GAs and assuming that everybody knows that that's children's missions programming, yep. uh, where they're learning about missions and becoming missionaries and getting their hands in. You know, DR, IMB, exactly. Damn. All, you know, Lottie uh, Moon. You know, who is she? You know, all that. When are we uh, going to pay her off? Pay her off. That's still one of my favorite stories. But anyway, <laughs> right. uh, you know, yeah, just take a moment and. and and, and think through those things again and let's say here's who we are and here's what we're doing and why we're doing it. It's yeah. really important. Last thoughts. Oh, my gosh. My truck is orange. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, that was a, that was a conflict, an intermarital conflict that me and Rebecca were having. Uh, she she was saying that it looked kind of like a, a, a faded red of, of some sort, and I said it was orange, so I just put it out there on Facebook. Uh, Somebody and, stopped me today and said, what is this conversation about what color your truck is? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, apparently it's out there on Facebook. Josh has put a poll, so you go right ahead and go vote if you haven't yet but I, I can boil this down for all of you men and ladies alike men have eight crayons in their box okay eight that's it you ladies got the 64 crayon thing with the sharpener in the back and all that we get that <laughs> but it's orange it might be some shade of orange but it's yep. an orange truck okay and we can talk about that later and, and it's interesting Josh I did note in the poll not a single man has said that it's orangish red it's just orange that's just who we are okay yep. so there we are it's, it's just orange for and me. by the way I am so blessed to drive that thing it's a not only is it a great legacy story with Dr. Potts and Dr. McCrumman before him but it's just a joy. I'm like a kid at Christmas every time that thing cranks up. Yeah. I enjoy it. I it's really a lot do. of fun. I know it brings a lot of joy to others, too. Yeah, everybody knows who I am when before I'm there now, so it's it's fun. Well, John, I'm looking forward to next year. Absolutely. Oh, oh we oh, got to oh, say wait, wait, yeah. wow. We have to say this. Uh, okay, so I know we're over That's time, okay. But, Hang in there, uh, The podcast for next year, for beginning yeah, next year, what we're going to do. So the next episode uh, on into next year, we're going to be answering questions listeners questions right. so uh we're going to put out a form uh probably sometime late this week i need to this week because i'm gonna need some time to think about yeah this. we're gonna uh we're gonna have to figure that out uh hadn't we don't have all of our t's welcome crossed. to the podcast yeah <laughs> but we where we cross all of our t's and dot all of our eyes right uh 
But we're going to be asking for you to send us in questions. Uh, it could be questions about scripture. Uh, it could be uh, other questions about uh, just cultural culture. issues, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So uh, we would love to just kind of have a Q&A with uh, pastors John and Josh. And we may invite others into those conversations oh, yeah, depending certainly. on how that goes. Yeah, because so. uh, we're not experts at everything. No. Uh, but we know a few people who know a lot of stuff about right. other stuff than what we do. Right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll still keep up our guests coming on. Sure. And just whatever questions you may have. Send it to us uh, via email before we get that form up, but we're going to try to get a Google Forms up to for you to send it in anonymously because you may have some questions sure. you just don't necessarily. And we're not going to shy away from tough stuff. Yeah, whatever you whatever you want to deal with, let's let's deal with. That'd be good. That'd yeah, be good. Boy, I'm going to tell you, we have thrown a lot at you today. So uh, right, <laughs> uh, Casey Dunaway gets to listen to this two or three times now. So anyway, <laughs> but thank you again for tuning in and being a part of this, and uh, you know it's it's one of those unexpected things that uh, has really um, been a blessing to some folks, and we're grateful for that. We want to continue it, and we, and we have a good time doing it. Yep, I have a whole lot of fun. So make sure you're you're sharing the podcast, uh, comment on it, give us critiques, give us suggestions, uh, and we look forward to sharing the next year with you. Amen.